Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Paul Tanner lets it. Head coach Tony Ursland and the voice of collegiate wrestling, Shane Sparks, joins us this week. Shane, great to see you again. Good to have you on the show. Appreciate your time. And uh, let's let's get right into it. Uh, uh, I know, you know, we're, we're elbow deep in the season right now. Just what are your your overall thoughts of, of uh, where where the, the wrestling season is here, 21-22, and, and what, what gets you excited? What gets you out of bed in the morning? This time of year, we were talking before we started recording, it's cold weather. It's wrestling weather. Where I'm at, it's about minus 10, minus 15 today, and it feels like wrestling. It's hard. That's the, that's the word that I would use to describe right now. Heading into the meat of the Big Ten season about midway through, and this is kind of where you start to be able to see, you know, maybe some teams moving around a little bit where it may be a little clearer picture. But I tell myself every year that I don't think the Big Ten can get any better. I mean, every single year, it's like, ah, it can't get any better than this. And it just keeps getting better. It's, it's amazing the talent in this conference. Kids come in and, and they're so skilled early. They are expected to win out of the gate. That's exciting. I love the conference and on the national scene as well. It's great to see parity in, in college wrestling. I love seeing Arizona State have success with Zeke Jones. Chris Pendleton now up at Oregon State. It's good for the sport for him to have some success out east, you know, those programs as well. Now we just got to figure out a way to get some of those SEC schools, like a, a, a state like Georgia, to buy in. That's, that's what we got to get ha- to happen. But it's, it's a great time of year. And as a wrestling fan, this is, this is fantastic. Oh, Shane. You know, you, uh, you've really emerged, you know, with your work through the Big Ten Network and you've done some stuff with ESPN and, you've, you know, you're starting to branch out in some other sports, which has got to be really exciting. I guess, how did you get your foot in the door uh, with, with TV and, and, uh, and getting, uh, what was the path like to get to, get to this point? It's, uh, it's been so much fun, very humbling, and um, Timing is everything. I mean, I, I think the number one cliche is if you don't have health, you don't have anything. I mean, I think that's so accurate. And I think timing is everything. And the, where I got my biggest break was uh, at the national tournament in Philadelphia. I believe it was 2011. I had been watching the Big Ten Network and I wanted to be a sports broadcaster since I was 10 years old. And I never had a plan B. That was all I wanted to do. My parents were always super supportive and just grateful for them because they just they never told me I couldn't do something, which now that I'm older and have kids of myself, I just really am thankful for that. But I was at the national tournament. And at that time, I was just saying, I tell my kid, no, he can't do things. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> uh, but I, they had those little earpieces that you could listen to at the national tournament. You'd buy them for like 10, 20 bucks. And uh, I was on one of those and I'd been watching the Big Ten Network and I'd watched Tim Johnson and Jim Gibbons. And I always thought, man, this is this is really what I want to do. So I went back to my hotel after the NCAA finals in 2011 and got fortunate where I was on the semifinals. And then I did the finals with Brian Hazard, who now does the PA with Jason Bryant. So Brian and I, you know, I felt really good about the job we did. And I went back to the hotel and Jim Gibbons was in the lobby. And I was really ramped up. I was, I remember, I'm, I'm pretty intense to begin with. And I remember walking You don't up, say. I yeah. never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was walking up the stairs to put my bag away. And I remember telling myself, you got to find a way to meet Jim and you got to calm down. Like you, you got <laughs> to bring it down a little bit. 
Long story short, I start talking to Jim. And while I'm talking to Jim, Quentin Wright walk, uh, walks by, and I believe he won his first national title that night. So I, I was having a, a conversation with Quentin Wright. And as I was doing that, Jim Gibbons was talking to the Scove brothers. I think Jude Scove was a national champ at Ohio State, I believe. And uh, I think it was Andrew Scove wrestled at Oklahoma State. And I could hear them in the background telling Jim that they had heard somebody doing these broadcasts. So Jim turns around to me and says, Shane, come over here. These guys were listening to the broadcast. And I, I think Jim just said, talk. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? And the guys are like, this is him. This is the guy. This is the guy. <laughs> Jim Gibbons and I then get in a cab and go to, I, I think the place was called Pinky's Diner in Philadelphia. We're there until like three in the morning. It was Jim Gibbons, myself, and another guy who I didn't remember who it was. I, 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 Jim introduced me to him. Full transparency, the name didn't ring a bell, which when I give you the name, you'd be like, how does that name not ring a bell? <laughs> and then later on, I figured, you know, now I know who this guy is. And it was Randy Lewis. But I didn't know it was Randy Lewis. So we went out to this Pinky's Diner. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I probably picked up the tab, which, which didn't hurt. And uh, the, the, they, were, they happened to be looking for a guy that next year in the Big Ten, and that was the biggest break I ever got. And that, that was a big break. And uh, the rest is history. But that was, that was really significant. And it just worked out. That's awesome. Great. Yeah, story. I mean, that's a fantastic story, right? I mean, <laughs> that's called making the most out of an opportunity, too, buddy. Yeah, you, you have to. And you guys will appreciate this, you know, because you're right, Tony. I had this discussion with my kids last night. My favorite wrestling video of all time. And if you've never seen it, I'll, I'll email it over to you guys. It's, um, it's Jay Robinson. Cole Shrupp used to do video work for, for Minnesota. And he does the video with Jay Robinson before the dual meet with Iowa in 2014. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta love the fight. And Jay's, Jay's in the locker room talking about there's this, 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 this. And then Jay Robinson says this. And I showed this to my kids last night. You gotta make it happen. You can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, but the difference is you've got to do it. It's the best video ever. It's my favorite video. I love the video. And last night, yeah, I had it out with my kids and because they're, I, I told my son Logan, who's a senior in high school, you can read all the good books. You can do this, this, this. It all looks good. But the difference is you've got to make it happen. So, yeah, yep. I, you got to make it happen somehow. Yeah, and that's why you prepare, right? Like you, you prepare for moments like that. I mean, we talk about it all the time in, in competing, but it's the same thing in life. You, you know, you're absolutely right. You got to be ready when those, those moments present themselves. And that means doing the work along the way. And the other thing that's significant about that is a lot of times you don't even know that that opportunity is presenting itself. You might not even know it. I mean, from yep. a broadcast standpoint, I always tell myself, and I think I got this from Derek Jeter and he probably got it from somebody else. You've got to, you've got to assume somebody's watching you for the first time. You don't know who's watching you. You don't. And that's why regardless of the match that you're doing, Full preparation, and I learned it. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties in the Purdue-Wisconsin match. I didn't know that was going to happen, but the only option at that time was, all right, Shane, only, we, only, we had one headset, I guess. I was the only guy that could do it. Tim Johnson was next to me. 
But thank God I was ready to roll. I mean, as good as I, I felt right. I could be. I didn't know that was going to happen, but you better be ready. You better be ready. That's a, it's just the way it is. No doubt. That was a, uh, <clears throat> that was definitely a wild, um, the, the way that played out from a tactical standpoint. I didn't even tell Tony during the duel, Shane, I'm sitting there and uh, I'm like, I'm not going to bother him with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's got enough on his mind. He's not, you know, uh, Jeff, Jeff Sermon, our producer sure. called me yep. and he's like, Tanner, everything at the network is down. I was like, excuse me? He goes, yeah, everything's down. I, we can't do anything. And I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah. Like, go ahead, start the duel. And I was like, okay. I go to everybody at the score table. I was like, guys, everybody pretend we're on television. Coaches don't need to know. Nobody needs to know. We're going to operate like we're on television. Let's just. Yeah, we try to make lemonade out of it. You know, yeah. I tell you what. Good, but, but uh, yeah, case in point, you never know. You just got to, you just got to, it's just like wrestling. You, you just got to, I think my, my favorite word in life is just compete. Like it, it mm-hmm. just, just compete. And I'll be honest, that was hard because for, for me, I could not hear any audio. So I couldn't hear whistles. I couldn't hear fans. I couldn't hear anything. And I love to broadcast wrestling, but little known secret, I don't want to listen to myself the whole time. Even <laughs> I, mean, I get like, oh man. But uh, I told myself, mentally with that broadcast all right this is not going to be easy just compete hard and then of course the first match we're live on i get a one one to sudden victory at 174 which was like come on guys please please let's go give me something to talk about (laughs) um so Let's talk a little bit, Tony. Let, let, let's go on to some Purdue wrestling here for a minute. Let's talk about the weekend that was. And uh, love to hear some of Shane's input on this. Uh, started off the weekend Friday against Illinois. Um, you know, a little known fact, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't pull this out before because I, I know you hate stuff like this. Right. <laughs> uh, I did tell Corey. Yeah. Um, I did not he, include it in the broadcast either. I, no, we left it out. <laughs> we left this out. We had not beaten Illinois in West Lafayette since, what did I say, 93? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I hate that stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know, it was a uh, – to get those guys in our building and to uh, go out there and take care of business was was historically a, a pretty significant thing. And, uh, you know, we won six of the ten. Uh, we had a fall, a couple tech falls. Um, huge win from uh, sophomore Hayden Lowry at 165. And uh, just, you know, overall, a really solid night of wrestling, Tony. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good, uh, it was a good bounce back match for us. I thought the week before we were a little, a little sluggish as we've talked about. And so the guys came out ready to wrestle. And as you said, put up uh, big points in a lot of matches, which is what you're trying to do, right? You're always trying to score points. You know, and so I thought it was a much better performance. The guys looked like they had great focus, great energy. And this time of year, that's what you want, right? I mean, you're in the middle of the grind. And, and so you're, you're expecting guys to, as Shane just said, man, go out, compete, and, and execute your game plan. You know, you're not making wholesale changes, right? January, February, you're, you're tweaking all the small things that are going to make you your best when you get to March. And, and so it was good. It was nice to see the guys dialed in, focus, and execute their game plan and a lot of the points that came with their execution. Shane, 
there's a lot of wrestling going on this time of year and, and you're obviously preparing for the ones that you're calling on television specifically. Um, but obviously in today's day and age, it's amazing that you, you have access to all of it. If you don't get to watch a match that you wanted to watch, you can go back later and it's on, you know, B1G plus, or it's on yep. flow or it's on, you know, somebody's got it somewhere and you can go find it and watch it. Uh, that being said, how much of it do you get to watch? How much of it do you get to go back and watch? I'm more dialed in this year because we have this show on Monday nights, Big Ten Wrestling and Beyond. So I'm far more dialed in. I mean, I, I, I watch a fair share. I mean, I'm looking. I got that Matt return segment, so I'll watch a lot of highlights there. Uh, I do a metal stand every week, uh, which I, I do the best job I can, but I'll be honest. I mean, every now and then it's like, oh, like I'll give you – this time of year, sometimes the days run together. A couple of weeks ago, I did it. Felt like it was right. And I got that. I'm like, yeah, Shane, you had your days mixed up. That was actually, there was a, a guy I was going to put on in a different spot. And I'm like, oh, I can't put him there because he lost once this week. It's like, no, that was last week. So yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect. But uh, to answer your question, I try to watch, I try to watch a, a fair share of it. And, you know, you see uh, on social media, you see a great match. You know, then you go out and find that one. Big Ten Network's got a YouTube channel. You can find a lot of matches there. Big Ten Plus, as, as you mentioned, there's just so much access out there to watch watch great wrestling. So I, I try to, I, I pay I pay pretty close attention. Um, yeah, it's crazy too, because I, I mean, the one thing I'll point out is that this was our last Friday, Sunday, right? We've had a few Friday, Sundays already. And those those definitely make the days run together. You yeah, know, yep. Weekends. Um, whether you're on the road or not. And it, I mean, it's, it's a lot to keep up with. I, I imagine for a guy like you, who's got to keep up with all of it. I'm trying to keep up with, uh, you know, a few teams, right. That we're going to face and what we're going to do. And, and those Friday Sundays keep you busy. And it goes so fast because I, I really start dialing it in hardcore on Thursdays, a couple of coaches interviews, maybe on, on Wednesday, depending on how many we have. But if I got two, three duels in a weekend. Typically I have two, sometimes I have three. And then you had that show on Monday. It's literally, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you got about five days dialed in hard, couple days to take a breath. And then it's right back in it. I love every minute of it. I love every minute of it, but I can't believe that here we are. We're almost in February. I mean, it yep. goes quick. Once you get, once the train starts, you know, once that uh, trying to make a good Purdue reference here, once that <laughs> Boilermaker gets going down the track, it's hard to stop it. There you go. For sure. No, Tony was actually just remarking to the team yesterday, like three, three duels left before the postseason. you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's gone. Like it's over with. So um, uh, two, two of the three of the bigger wins, you know, from that Illinois duel, Tony uh, Garrett Nighthouse went out and got a big pin at 174. Garrett had a great weekend overall, um, but uh, really nice to see him go out there and uh, go in for the kill. Yeah, no, he, he looked good. Um, you know, his consistency has been getting better, right? He had that really good win uh, from Labriola right over Nebraska early, you know, had a tough match against uh, Kemmerer, right? Where we didn't, where we weren't quite as sharp as we should have been, but he's been rounding into form and, and looking sharp, flying around, hitting his positions. And then that's what we're talking about, right? Executing your game plan. And he definitely did that. He's a pinner. So it was nice to see him get back on top of the DJ Shannon boy and, and get a fall there. And I think the McNally kid from Wisconsin was around a 12 guy last year. I, if I, if I'm right there, yep. so a good, strong, solid win there too. So yeah, he's, we're excited about the, the direction he's trending. Um, two other guys came out and got tech falls. 
Uh, Parker Phileas picked one up at 141 pounds. And, uh, you know, the one I know, I know Corey wants to talk about this one. Uh, Thomas Panola went out and exercised some demons <laughs> and uh, put up a 23 to eight tech fall at uh, 197. 10, 10 takedowns for the, for the guy who likes to hand fight. You know what I mean? So, uh, so no, that was great. Right. And you're not lying. He's as the big 10 is, and we've always talked about this, right. It's a, it's a tough schedule night in night out. And, you know, his first couple duels was guys like Schultz and, and, and Warner and those guys in, in Caffey who had a strong weekend here. Right. Um, that was his first three, three duels. And then he's, he's in every match. I mean, he's right there. He's in every match, but he felt up, came up short in a couple of them. And you could definitely tell he was on a mission to, uh, to go get his attacks and, and kind of um, establish what the pace uh, of the match was going to be. Yeah. Um, Tom, uh, like you said, had a tough start. Um, got another win on Sunday, went out and beat, uh, you know, freshman wonderkind, uh, Braxton Amos from, from Wisconsin. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a nice time to, uh, definitely, like you said, it's getting that time of year. It's, it's a nice time to get going. Absolutely. It's, and, and you got to understand like the grind of the big 10 is what it is, but you've got to just keep, uh, you got to keep emotion out of it. Right. You got to focus on the game plan and getting better every week and understand that a loss in January doesn't determine what, what March is going to be. It's about learning and refining what you're doing. And I think Tom's picked up a couple things where maybe, you know, he took a couple close losses early and he's been cleaner and executed better in those positions later. And that's what you want to see is guys, you know, cleaning up those little areas that are kind of holding them back. Shane, uh, you have a tough job in the sense that, you know, you talk about doing your, your show on Mondays and you're calling these duels. Um, you look at a weight like 197, right? And, you know, we're talking about Thomas Panola. Thomas Panola's a round of 12 guy last year, uh, can, you know, consistently top 15 in the country this year. Um, but you look at the rest of the Big Ten and you got Max Dean, you got Patrick Brucky, you got Cam Caffey, you got Greg Bolsack, and you got Eric Schultz. And, like, you know, you talk about parody and you look at this, but it's just like, like, how do you, when you have to talk to people about like the intensity and the toughness of the big 10, like how do you make people understand it that, that may not actually get it? I can't. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the reality for, for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, I wrestled through high school, wanted to wrestle in college and, and uh, you know, had some, uh, I love my soon to be 26 year old son to death, but you know, made a decision and uh, got my then girlfriend pregnant. And that was the end of college wrestling. So I have four years left. I technically have four years of eligibility. Which, Adam, uh, I, it's good to know ours. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I cannot imagine I would get more. I mean, I just can't even, I used to maybe 10 years ago when I first started and then I was 35, like, gosh, I got four years of eligibility. How crazy would this be? Now I've gotten way smarter. Like you, I don't want any, I have no interest, but um. <laughs> yeah, you cannot describe. And, and the other thing that I, you know, that I think about it, ironically, your heavyweight, Michael Wolf comes to mind more than anybody else in the country. Try to wrap your head around like this is my, my best friend from high school is still one of my best friends today went to the Air Force Academy. Number one, he was the valedictorian. I, I, I met him. We got really tight through wrestling. He was a senior. I was a freshman. And I saw it was such a, it was so instrumental and impactful in my life as a 15-year-old kid. 
because I saw a discipline that quite frankly, I've never seen again in my life. The work ethic, the discipline, um, Scott was unbelievable. And when I watch, watch a guy like Michael Wolf and his story, he's wrestling in the Big Ten at heavyweight, which is, that, that's a whole nother deal. Yep. And I mean, the guy was at the Naval Academy, then he serves in the Navy for four or five years. And now he's coming back for some, some degree that I couldn't explain to save my life because it's that <laughs> high level. I don't think people understand like what I, I've never met this guy, but I feel very confident betting a lot of money that my intuition's probably right. I'll bet this kid is an absolutely amazing human being that most people don't get. I mean, I don't care if he wins. I don't care if his record's five and 20. If, I mean, I want, I want to be with that guy. Like that. It's just what, what, when you look at the wrestling in the Big Ten, and then you add on the academics of, of being a student athlete, oh man, it's <laughs> it's I, I I didn't do it, and I just I just really admire. But the, the Michael Wolf story to me, in my opinion, in my research this year, I think it's the most incredible story in college wrestling this year. I think it's just unbelievable. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I you know I'm glad you brought him up because that's pretty well said, and that encapsulates you know chain a lot of our guys, right? I mean, honestly, it does. Right? Like, what kids have to go to to not just compete at a high level. You you have to compete at a very high level based on what Tanner was just talking about, but what it takes to even get to the mat in terms of school and your training and your diet. And, yeah, and I mean, yeah, you know that I think that's what most of us probably love about the sport, and what what makes all of it worth it. You know what I mean? It, it truly is. So I thought that was incredibly well said and you're exactly right about Michael. You know, he, he, he is, he is a tremendous guy, man. You know, for uh, those wondering, it's uh chemical engineering, uh PhD. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, tremendous story, but lot, but again, lots of those stories uh, in these sports, right. About what kids have to go to, to reach the success and the milestones and, achievements they do so i thought that was really really well said i liked also too the on the mat and i gotta go back and watch the the, the full version of it uh because i just saw it a little bit during the broadcast but parker phileas i mean he made the comment i, I heard like he lost more in his first year of college wrestling than he did in like four or five years combined <laughs> and that to me is Man, and he's not the only one. I mean, I live in Wisconsin. Alex Deringer was a three-time national champ at Oklahoma State. And I remember him telling me once, he goes, my first year in that Oklahoma State room, I'd be like in tears thinking I was horrible. And that's, that's whether it's any, any, any Division I room in the country. You come in all world. You're used to winning. And, yep. and you got to experience something that is probably, you know, something new. And uh, I would... That's incredible too. I mean, guys that are willing to stick it out and fight and get better, trust the process, just keep on fighting, keep competing. And uh, Parker Phileas, you know, he's a tough wrestler. Yes, he is. He's a, he's a great, another great example, right? I mean, we got a lot. I mean, we, but no, I'm, I'm glad you brought those things up because it is incredibly important besides just the wins and losses, which is why we're here, but, but still sure. part of, part of that experience. 
Yeah, we were very fortunate to have a couple of those on the map features done this year with uh, Devin Schroeder and then with Parker Phil. Yeah, Devin's was great too. Devin's <clears throat> yeah. was great too. Uh, you know, special, you know, nice shout out to Scott Henry and uh, Connor Hoke, who were the, the two on our end that, that, uh, that really did the work on that and pushed on those. And so, you know, and even guys like Alec White and Max Lyon to, that helped step in and tell stories about their teammates yeah. yep. and, and how that, you know, that goes. You know, that's not a – sometimes I don't know if that's the easier thing or the harder thing is when they, they they bring you in, the story's not even about you, and they're like, they just want to talk – they want to ask you about somebody else and, like, kind of <laughs> pull that – you know, have to have to pull some of those stories out of you that, that way. So um, appreciate those guys for for jumping into that as well um <clears throat> big week uh big week coming this week tony yeah um in the fact that it's 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 rivalry week for the boilermakers and that's a that's a fun one shane to see that say that one five times fast <laughs> i always struggle with rivalry week oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's oh, like yeah. shoulder surgery you know same <laughs> thing <laughs> for sure and uh so we go down to uh unfortunately Unfortunately, my man Shane Sparks will not be on the call for Purdue and Indiana on Saturday, um, but we will be live on the Big Ten Network noon Saturday at IU, and uh, and you know we we look to 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 keep doing our thing in the state, Tony. Yeah, no, you know, obviously we've we've done a great job so far during my time here, and we look to continue that kind of uh, dominance, I guess, and so and besides with us tapering down we just talked about three duels right it's it's iu it's minnesota and it's northwestern you want to continue to kind of refine and sharpen your skill sets that that you're going to rely on you know at the, at the big tens and nationals so that's really what, what it's more about it's, it's it's about hey executing your game plan and getting out and scoring your points shane said it before compete right like compete for seven minutes get into your attacks control the pace control the ties you know, and, and really let the winning take care of itself as far as I'm concerned. You know, like if, if we put our best foot forward and we give our best effort, we're pretty good. You know what I mean? Now, always, always uh, easier said than done, but that's truly what it's about uh, at the end of the year. Uh, being your best self, you know, executing your game plan to its, its highest, its highest potential, I guess. And, and that's what we're looking to do on Saturday. Shane, put you on the spot a little bit. You think Purdue IU uh, what are some of the matchups that that jump off the page at you? Yeah, so I'm I'm going through it in my head. Uh, One thirty three with you know Ramos and Foley. Yep. I mean, I, I like I, Ramos has got some got some tools. You know, yep. I, I like him. Um, th- those you know forty one is you know one of those Rooks brothers. I believe yep. is at forty one. Yep. He's tough. So um, you know that'll be good with with him and Phileas. Um, looking at some of the upper weights. Is is um Washington DJ Washington? Is he eighty four with Lion? Yeah, eighty four. Yes, sir. Yes, that, sir. That'll be a big one. That'll be a really big Max Lion. Yeah. That that's that. Th- those are a few that come to mind immediately. But as you know in this conference, guys, and I'll use, you know, one twenty five is probably the best example of this. <laughs> it's you can take six guys, and if you don't, sh- I don't care who. I mean, when I look at one twenty five. Soriano and Hildebrandt are, uh, you know, those, those two guys were one in four last year. Yeah. Well, Soriano was a couple years ago already, but you got Soriano, Hildebrandt, Barnett, Schroeder, DiAugustino, McKee, um, uh, 
Uh, Ayala, Donnie, Heinzelman. Heinzelman, Heinzelman, exactly. That, yeah. that weight class to me is like the Big Ten in dual meets. If you don't show up, the, this is not, I don't care what team you are in the Big Ten. If you take them lightly and don't show up, you are playing with fire. You've got to, sh- and, and that's why this conference is so tough. Every single time you toe the line, you better be ready to fight. Because if you're not, if one thing's off, whether it's, you know, I'm just being honest here, fight with the girlfriend or another relationship is off. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get your weight right. How's your academics? Did you, did you procrastinate on something this week where you didn't get the proper sleep? I'm a big believer. I never did it so I can just shoot my mouth off, take it for what it is. I think this, I think if you compete at this level, this is a, it's, it's a 365 day year commitment. Not saying you got to work out crazy every day, but, but everything you do in your daily life, if you really want to be up here, your lifestyle's got to reflect that. And, and, yep. and if it doesn't, I don't care who you are. You're going to, you can get beat. You're playing with fire. So yep. that'll be a fun duel for you guys. And I've, I've been a part of that a couple of times. I've done a couple of broadcasts with, with Purdue and Indiana and in-state rivalries, they're they're different. They just don't. Yep. Yeah, they're they're gonna show up and they're gonna fight and wanna slug it out. And as you said, we 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 gotta do the same thing. We gotta show up and slug it out, be ready to compete. Yeah, Tony, he says he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he keeps saying things that make sense. Is that is that, yeah, is that yeah, how you're hearing it? Well, yeah, it's kind of weird. He 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 does, he begs off saying he's he doesn't know, but then you know, he's he, he's speaking a rational line of thought that I can follow. So that's pretty- you, know, you know what it comes down to, Tony. This is what I've always thought. When you look at, look at yourself, you're part of a night, you wrestled at university of Iowa. You're part of that 97 team. You're around those athletes. Um, Gables, your, your coach. Then in the different places you've gone to, you've been at, correct me if I'm wrong. You, you obviously were at Nebraska for a long time. Yep. You were at, were you at Northern Iowa? North, what, North, Northwestern. Northwestern. In the big 10. Yep, and then were you at Central Michigan? Yes, I was. Okay. Really. You look at the places you've been to, and this goes for like any, I mean, quite frankly, any coach in the Big Ten. You know what you're talking about. <laughs> like if I was, if I was an athlete, this is, and I'm I'm older guy. I mean, I I wish I was, I wasn't this smart at 18, 19. Okay. But I you guys know what you're doing, and I would trust the process. If you told me to do something. I'm going to do whatever you tell me to. That, that's just the way it's going to be. And, and then at the end of the day, that way, regardless of what happens, there's never going to be, I, I'm not going to be sitting here as an, you know, older in my life, you know, going, gosh, I, maybe I, I shouldn't have, you know, done this or done that. If I'm going to wrestle in the big 10, this is just my opinion. Yeah. I'm either a hundred percent. I'm not 95% and 95% in, I don't know. I, I, I personally, for me, I, I just wouldn't do it because yeah. I know the demands of it. If I'm going to do it, it's a hundred percent. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to control the controllable and then I'm not going to have second guesses. So yeah, yep. I, if Tony Ursland tells me to do something, that's what I'm going to do. And <laughs> he's done it. He's got, I you, appreciate you, know what the, that. you know what the, you know what the blueprint is, you know, what you've done it, you've been a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is the challenge of coaching, right? Getting these young men, to see beyond just just winning you know what i mean just winning the match that week right it's big picture it's long term and knowing uh, how this can impact your life right I, I mean i truly believe that 
And so to, to get a young man to think beyond just, oh, the match this week, that's all I'm trying to do. Like, let's, let's think big picture and long term and how this is going to affect you and your life, I think, is, is part of coaching. At least that's how I view it, right? That, yeah. You're not just coaching a kid for this week. You're coaching him for what he can be, you know, both on the mat and, and as a person. And, and that's important. You know, it's an important yep. thing in my in my opinion. So Very. appreciate that. I often tease Tony Shane and tell him that, uh, you know, you want to hear the definition of insanity. You entrust your livelihood to 30, 18 to 22 year old young men. <laughs> oh, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that would be because it's, um, yeah, that's difficult. I mean, it's just, it's hard because, and I have great respect for Tony, great respect for Tony and the job he's done at Purdue. Uh, Tony Ersland doesn't take a second seat to anybody. I've, I've always said that. I've just always loved the way that you guys run your program, the way that you do things. And uh, man, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, hard. Just, uh, it's hard to do because you can do everything right. You, you guys are doing everything right. And, uh, you, know, you know, sometimes that equates to success. Sometimes maybe it doesn't, at least from a, a wins and losses standpoint, but it's, it's far deeper than that. I mean, the, the reality is, wrestling is, is supposed to be the avenue for the rest of your life. Uh, and, you know, there are people that have had plenty of success on the mat from a wins loss perspective that uh, unfortunately probably have, you know, taken some, some bad paths. So yep. it's big picture. I mean, you want, and I don't want to speak for you, Tony, but I'm, I'm, I'm probably safe in saying you want guys that go on and have success. And when they run into you 30 years later, they look at you in the eye and thank you. And that is powerful. That, that is powerful stuff. Yeah, no, and I'm getting old enough too, uh, Shane. It's not quite 30 years here. Right? <laughs> uh, and so I do got a lot of guys out there. But yeah, those are the things you enjoy. And, and I just happen to believe that they, they go hand in hand, meaning success on the mat, what you preach and how you go about operating at a high level every day is what leads you where you want to go in life, right? I mean, and yeah, about kind of your 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 uh encounter and what changed it for you in the in, the, in that hotel lobby but it was all the preparation and then when you got there that moment you didn't panic because you've been preparing for it your whole life since you were 10 right like i'm preparing i want to do this and so when the moment came you didn't panic and you were ready and that's how i feel about it in in wrestling like when you get to that national championship match you've been preparing for it no reason to panic we're ready sure. And then that should translate again down, you know, whether it's your first job interview or your first company or whatever. I, I just strongly believe they both go hand in hand. Success on the mat equates and translates to success in life. I, I, I truly believe that. It, it's hard to, uh, it, it's, it's hard when you have a big, you know, I'm a big balance guy. Not that I, I mean, I think we're all striving for this. I have not figured this out yet, but very rarely do you have one aspect of your life that's a disaster. And, and then, you know, you got other areas that are great. It's, it's probably like you said, it, it kind of all goes hand in hand together, but uh, that's a, that's a battle. I, I know every, every day there's, there's, there's something, you know, you're fighting yeah. something. <laughs> Amen. Yes, there is. Amen. <laughs> um, Corey, you are a guy who uh, has worked in TV and, you know, done a lot of things with broadcasting and announcing and, putting duels together and other sporting events. Um, I kind of want to give you a chance to, to go at Shane a little bit here and ask him 
about, uh, you know, maybe a story or, a, or an event or anything that has happened that you've seen that uh, you're curious about? Well, I love the preparation part. I love the, uh, you know, the, the luckiest people are usually the ones who work the hardest uh, to, to set themselves up for that sort of aspect of your story. I'm definitely going to be sharing your story, probably this, this clip uh, with, with some of my students, because uh, so much of, so much of this business is right place at the right time, but A, you have to make sure you're at that right place at the right time. And B, you have to make sure that you're ready when the, when the opportunity pre presents itself. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, that that's, that's such a great nugget. Um, it's such a great testimony of, of what success takes. Um, when you say you've got two, sometimes three duels a week, what's that preparation like? For you, I, I don't think people, uh, you know, viewers, casual viewers, fans of the sport don't really understand all that goes into that. So you say you start dialing in on Thursday. What's that look like? The preparation is big. And you really have to embrace the grind, so to say. And I try not to, you know, it's a perspective thing. The one thing I've really been working on lately is I get to do this. Like, are you kidding me? I, I, this, this isn't I can't a job. I can wrap my head around it. I, <laughs> right. I can't. I mean, I talked to my son, Logan, last night, and it's funny. I told him, I said, Logan, because I, I, was, I was going in the rant mode last night. With, I, just, just, it was, I just fired up. And I said, the other thing, Logan, is the, the, the harder I work, the luckier I get. I, I actually said that to him last night. But I think that the details are so big, and it's a constant. I'm always looking for little tricks. So in that Purdue match, um, uh, yeah, in that Purdue match, like I'm texting Tanner on Sunday morning because I want to make sure I got pronunciations right. It was, it's Haver Montana, right? Right. Okay. I don't remember. There were two kids. One was from Wisconsin. I, believe, I think he was their 33-pounder. Maybe he was from North Dakota. Yeah, Berwick. Yeah, Berwick. I think he's a North Dakota kid. And wherever he was from, I wasn't 100% sure on the pronunciation of the town. So what I do is I Google the high school, I get the high school voicemail, and I trust that. that they're getting, well, I call the high school. I can do it for two kids on Sunday for the Sunday match. I call up the high schools, and they don't have voicemails. So I, I went to both communities and Google grocery stores in those respective towns, and I get somebody that answers, and I'm like, Probably going to be a strange phone call. My name is Shane Sparks. I do Big Ten Network Wrestling. Can you <laughs> tell me how to pronounce the name of the town you live in? That's awesome. Because where I messed up with that is I messed up with Brady Berge a couple years ago and, and said that he was from Kassan, Minnesota, and it's Kassan. Like, yep. those are little things. And, hey, guys, like, I'm really frustrated with myself right now. I did the Big Ten Wrestling and Beyond show. And I made like three or four mistakes. Now, probably a little tired, but it doesn't matter. It's a great excuse. Like, I'm tired. Yeah. That's fine. At this level, it's like a wrestling match. If you want to be on Big Ten Network, it doesn't matter what you're tired, whatever. You, you've got to execute it. I mean, I can't wait to get back on that show because I'm not happy with it. I, I felt like I, I, I got beat last Monday. But the, the preparation's <laughs> big. And it's just trying to find little things like this little things. I like stories. I try to look for stories. I, like, that's why that Michael Wolf is 
you know, I, I love telling that story, um, but it's not real glorious. I mean, it, it being on TV is fun. I love what I do, but it's, I always get the, you know, people will say like, I want to do what you do. Like, you know, I know sports that's, it's like, and I'm always, <laughs> yeah, right, like, okay, that's, that's great. It's, it's probably like you, Tony, when you hear like, you know, so-and-so is really good. He's got two state championships and it's like, that's great. Mm -hmm. But there are levels to this two times yep. state champion in, you know, some States are stronger than others. Uh, yep. But you know, the other thing I would say, Corey, too, that I think is super important, probably the, not probably the most important thing. If I was to talk to students, I do not have a day of TV training in my life ever. I'm, I'm almost embarrassed half the time when I'm in the studio. I'm too embarrassed to ask, like, what camera should I be looking at? Because they're going to be thinking, uh, they teach you that in the first hour of school. Like, do you not know anything? And I don't. I think humility is huge. I, I did a, a basketball game for the first time last week. Fran McCaffrey of I was the head coach. I thought, hey, coach, I, I really appreciate the time. I've never done this before. Like, humility, humility is so big. And I think how you treat people, um, I think how you treat people is by far the most important. Uh, I'll have some stage managers sometimes, you know, hey, Shane, can I get you something to drink? Hey, I appreciate that. You tell me when you want something to drink. And you can tell they're kind of like, like, I do not, I'm very proud of this. It's just how I'm wired by God. I, just, I don't have an ego. You check it in at the door. I'm lucky to get to do this. And I also know this. This the show will go on without me. If I don't ever do another Big Ten broadcast, trust me, I'd like to think people might miss me a little bit. They're still tuning in. There's a lot of people that can do this. By the grace of God, it, I just, you know, fell into this. And uh, I think that's an important message, too. I mean, you know, nobody's picking up my garbage. Nobody. Nobody's picking up my garbage ever. And the other thing, too, is when you go to a place, pick your garbage up. I mean, I was, uh, you know, last year, Corey and, and Tanner were, were good enough to let me do some big 10 baseball. Yep. I will promise you that when I left, there was no garbage there. <laughs> I can verify that. Those are just little things. Like you can be the most talented guy in the world. You can be the most talented guy in the world. If people don't like working with you, you're done. Yep. Like you're, you're not going to make it. You got to be humble, do the little things, treat people right. And again, last, I'll say it again, pick up your garbage. Do not leave garbage for somebody else to pick up. It's uh, don't ever do it. Pick up your stuff. There, there's my rant. Leave it like you found it. Absolutely. I mean, to take it one step further, it's even like if, if I, again, I go back to, if I coached high school wrestling, which I don't, but if I did, <laughs> I'm going to be on, I, I'd get on the microphone before the duel and let everybody know like, Hey guys, here's the deal. Like maybe it costs, I'm sure it costs money to have people clean the stuff up. Like that's a waste of money. That's a yeah. waste of money. Like we're all, can, I'm, I'm, I'm asking everybody kindly. Can you pick your garbage up? I mean, you asked my kids this and I, I don't know if this is good, but I don't know if there is anything, anything that takes me from zero to 170 like seeing somebody litter. It, it chemically in my brain takes me to crazy town. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Don't well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something, Shane. Um, since we've established that you're, you've never coached, <laughs> after a duel, I'll let you come in and I'll let you do the post-game speech, okay? Because 
Tanner, who has never wrestled or coached either, ever. get him in there one day. He's going to come <laughs> in and talk about headlocks, I think. Like, yeah, for sure. We need more headlocks. Hoops and headlocks. So, Hoops and headlocks. Yeah, so, um, you know, if you ever want to put on your coaching shoes one day, we can come in after the duel, and we'll, let you, we'll give you post-duel speech if you want to. We'll get, to, get you the experience, okay? Hey, I, I, I'd be forward. It's, I mean, and trust me. I I've made plenty it. of mistakes. Like, I mean, a lot of this stuff I know from experience, unfortunately, <laughs> like don't, you know, it, it's not that I have all the answers. It's like, I did this and I, I had to go through the consequences and <laughs> you don't want to do this. Believe me. Yep, I, I'm with you. You know, I, I, if, if you, if you look, if you go to the library and get, uh, you know, back in the old card catalog days, if, if you go to the library and look up bad decisions, I'm, I wrote the forward on it. I mean, I've made plenty <laughs> of bad decisions and as we know with bad decisions, they have, it's one of the best lines anybody ever told me. They have consequences and you don't get to pick what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, yep. Nope. Learn that the hard way a couple of times. I hear for you. Sure. For sure. <laughs> um, well, Shane, thank you. Thank you a million times for joining us today. Uh, you've been fantastic. Um, thank you for all you do for us at the network. And uh, all you do for wrestling as a sport, we uh, we appreciate you, and we're we're big fans over this way, and um, <clears throat> we uh, hope to see you again real soon. I know we've got a, uh, you know, you're not with us this this weekend at Indiana, but we're on again uh, with Northwestern, and maybe you'll have that one. Yeah, hey, I I really appreciate you guys having me on, and Tanner, you do a great job helping us out. That's the other thing when when it comes to Big Ten Network and putting these productions on. Tanner, you're always great. I mean, all the work you do with, with getting us all the stats and the history, that's great. Tony, you're always fantastic giving us your time, helping us do our jobs better. It takes everybody. And that's kind of like what I alluded to before. I mean, everybody's got to, you know, do their part. Nobody's better than anybody else. They're all, everybody's important. It's just the way it is, you know? So yeah, it was, it was fun to be on here and, and uh, thanks to you guys and, Enjoy the rest of the season and looking forward to crossing paths. It'll be fun. Appreciate it, Shane. Thank you. Thanks, Shane. Uh, Tony, good luck. Saturday in Bloomington, we'll be watching on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Shane, uh, I assume you're on a dual Friday night. Is that a, is that a safe assumption? It is a safe assumption. Yeah, it, uh, big, this is this is, is a big it, weekend. It'll be a lot of fun. Is that a big match on Friday? Out. I didn't is know. There, is, there, is there something <laughs> going on? Is there something... Well, huh. we'll have fun. Uh, have fun calling uh, one versus two. That should be great. We'll be watching. I guarantee it. Uh, and uh, you know, go out there and get that win on Saturday, boys. Um, we're gonna leave it there. Shane, thanks again. Great to see you. Talk to you down the road, Tony Tanner. Good luck this weekend, and uh, everybody else. We'll catch you next week. Follow up.